restore that which has been eaten. And my people shall rejoice in plenty. Amen. Amen. There is plenty in which we will rejoice in. And, 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 and you see, when God restores something, it will become new. And, and, I, and I've told you, you might want to go back and, and, and look at your notes or listen to the sermons again about the way God will do his restoration. There is restoration, there is renewal, there is a, a replacement. Whichever way you end up with something new. Amen. You end up with something new. And in this particular moment, God is doing a new thing. You see, it's also a year of what? Pleasant surprises. It's a year of pleasant surprises. You see, I, 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 and I was being reminded during the week about, about 10 years ago, 10 years ago, when, when the owners of this building started doing, say, we were, they were having a deep discussion about selling this place. And then they decided not to sell but to renovate and put in this gray floor. And at that time, um, a, few, a few years later, we were praying in a night vigil like this. And we went round the building. Round the building. And, and my wife was reminding me to say, do you remember those prayers? And, and I remember one brother who came from Ghana. And, and made us pray some prayers that shook this place. And, and, and after, after that, that, that meeting, when he was just outside, just standing outside, he suddenly found himself on the floor and we were laughing about it because he was saying, you know what, pastor, it seems like the demons in the area are not happy. I knew what had happened. We had shaken some things in the environment. And now, 10 years later, a decision has now been made to sell the place. It's a new thing. <laughs> it's a new thing. And not only that, one of them comes to us and says, you need to position yourself to take over. It's a new thing. Another one comes to us and says, but I want you to know that you're not the only ones that are interested, but you need to position yourself to take over. It's, it's things that are being spoken. And I want you to understand and to key in to what God is doing in this season. Amen. So it is a new thing. It's a new thing that God suddenly turns around and favors you. So we, I was, we were in another meeting and the people said, do you have a contract? And you know, for, it struck me that for 13, 14 odd years we've been in this place. We had a contract in the first year. Second year we signed another contract. After that second year, they just said, use the place. I don't even know the, where the contract is. We're having an issue with the bill. Where is Hebert? Where we were saying, but you have charged us not the right way, but we can't find the contract. <laughs> so we said, come, let's have a meeting. And it, uh, for a long time, we've been trying to have a meeting about how to correct that bill. And, and we still are struggling on what really was the contract because at a certain moment, we just received a favor to say, use the place. And so now, those that favored us keep coming and saying, you know, it would be great if you can take over. And we will take over. <laughs> we will take over. But in the midst of all this, the Lord challenged my heart, and this is why I call this tonight New Beginnings. Because it's not only about what's happening in the physical, it's something that must happen also in the spiritual. 
In fact, it already started in the spiritual and is only now manifesting in the physical. But there is something spiritual that you yourself as an individual must key into. And I need you to pay attention with me for a, for a moment. There are about seven, perhaps eight things that I will share with you tonight. Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 21. Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 21. And I'll also talk about Genesis chapter 12 and Exodus chapter 3. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 21. If you are there, say new thing. Okay, many of us are not yet there. Say old thing. Let's get to Isaiah. Are we there now? Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. You see, the past is often very great. We all love the past. You know, when, when people are giving you new things, and new things usually don't work in as smoothly in the beginning as we often want them to work. And so what do we then say? We say the old was better. And we start thinking that, ah, you know, the old one was better. I was talking to a colleague of mine. He's just sold his house because his makala told him, if you sell your house, you can make profit. So he sold his house. And he's found another house, which is better than the one he is in now. But you see, he was saying they were having a conversation when they went to see the new house and all the things that they now start to need to put in and the new things this not needs to build in and this one and that one, that one, to make the new house comfortable. That the wife then said to him, oh, I just miss my old house. And he was challenging me to say, you know, I just told her, honey, the old house was great, but we're going to make the new one greater. So we are not going back, we are moving forward. I'm not going back to stop the sale. Let that house be sold. We make the profit and we make the new one greater. You see, it's easy for us to keep holding on to the past because the past is comfortable. And the past is something that we think we know and can deal with. Remember when Pastor Tassara was telling us about dimensions. He said a dimension is a place in which you are a well able to conquer. You have conquered the place. So like grade 7 for me, I, don't, I, I can conquer grade 7 anytime. I, I've done my PhD. I've conquered the PhD stage. And, and if you are, I need to bring something higher to give me some scale. You see, when I hear, ah, the PhD is not going so, I, I, can, I can stand and say, it will be well. Why? Because I've conquered that stage. When you're telling me the thesis is not, ah, the thesis, this, I can tell you it's going to be okay in the end. Wait until the sixth month, everything falls into place. Why? Because I've conquered that dimension. You see, but it's a higher dimension that you need to go to. See, the other day in the workplace, and, and, and I, was just, I just sat down and I thought, this is now too simple. I need to start handing over to somebody else so that I can get a new challenge. Why? Because I feel I've conquered this stage. I need something higher. But you see, in order to go to something higher, you've got to be prepared to change and leave the past. You've got to be prepared to change and leave the past. So God comes and says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I love the word see. If you're reading it from the King James Version, from the NIV, it puts see and then a comma. Because you've got a pause. See. I am doing a new thing. 
And then it asks a question. Shall you not perceive it? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls. You know, if the jackals and the owls are going to honor God. Because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people. You see, God is making streams in, in the wilderness and, and he causes water to be there in the wasteland. And he's saying to give drink to my people, but it is the jackals and the owls that honor God. But listen to this. I love the next verse. It says, The people whom I have formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. The jackals and the owls shall honor God because you are praising God. Uh, some of these guys on this side caught it. You see, you, you will end, you will, when God makes a way where there is no way, when he causes water to flow in a dry and thirsty land, I'm speaking to them. It shall cause you to praise him. And when you have praised him, the jackals and the owls shall do what? Shall honor God. You see, there's something about your praise that will cause those that are outside, that are not the chosen of God. You see, jackals and owls are not part of those things that God will come up and say, these are the ones that should be honoring me. But you see, the things that are supposed to be for dishonor, shall end up honoring God because of your praise. The things that are supposed to be the, the ugly of the, of, of the place shall end up having a beauty about them because you are praising God. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? You see, the people around you that are supposed to be bitter and angry shall end up praising God. Why? Because you are full of the praise of Jehovah God who makes a way where there is no way, who does a new thing you see it is a new thing to see a river flowing in a desert it's called a desert because it has no rivers it's called a wilderness because there is no water but in the wilderness the bible says in psalm 84 that when the children of israel are passing through the wilderness or the valley of baha the valley of dryness, the valley of stones, the valley of hardness. When they are passing through the valley of Baca, behind them remains a stream, a stream and wells of water. Why? Because there is a blessing that comes and God does a new thing. He makes water to be in a place where there was no water. He causes streams to flow where they would not have flowed. Where things should not have worked for you, God causes them to work work for you he will do a new thing and there's a new thing that God is doing in this place there's a new thing that God is doing in this place I need you to understand there's a new thing that God is doing in this place in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 9 I will read this one quickly the Lord said to Abra to Abram it was he was not yet Abraham he was still Abram go from your country your people and your father's household to a land that I will show you I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you I will make your name great and you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you you and whoever curses you I will curse 
and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you so abraham there's something prophetic over there thank you so much raymond for catching on that prophetic word there's something prophetic over there you see there is a blessing that is going to come upon the city because we are blessed <laughs> i am i am at the same time challenged by the fact that you know we are going to take over this place because another church is closing down it challenges my heart in fact it pains my heart that you see i was asking the i was asking about the the reasons why and i was told some statistics that shocked me that upon the register of the church there used to be 12000 people in wachenen and now there are less than 4000 and of those 4000 only 200 are coming to church so on a register and i started to think about our own register in agp how many names do you have on your register in agp you know <laughs> and how many are in church 12,000 in 20 years has come down to 4,000 and of those 4,000 they can't fill this place they can't fill the church in the center they can't fill the one on the up up the hill and therefore they have to close one and combine into two and even that two will not even reach 300 4,000 names on the register and they are and the sad story is that they are checking out. But as I hear that, I'm praying to say, God, do a new thing. Where instead of them checking out, they will start to check in again into the kingdom of God. There is a new thing that God must do. And so the scripture says, through you, the people shall be blessed. I am praying that God, through us, the city shall be blessed. The nation shall be blessed. You see, somebody once came to us and said, I love the way you people in RCCG pray. You pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And I said, yes, we're going to pray and pray and pray until the blessings come back. Until the glory of God comes back upon the city. And so the other man said to me, you need to keep on praying because we feel the power. We feel the fire. We may not be with you, but we feel the fire. But I'm praying that it's not only going to be, we feel the fire. They are going to feel it and come and be part of the fire. The people shall be blessed because of you. There is a blessing. In the new thing that God is doing. And so he continues to Abraham and says, so and, and, and verse 4 says, Abraham, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. You see, it's, you can, it's never too late. Just in case you thought I'm too old. Abraham started when he was 75. It's never too late. So at 75, Abraham decides to leave. You see, I was talking to somebody and, and they were saying, you know, by the time you reach 40, thank God I'm not yet there. But he said, by the time you reach 40, you want to have settled. And so that when people start telling you, go there, go there, you are saying, no, 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 no. I'm settled for now. When you are 30, you can go anywhere you want. You see, when you have one child, you can go anywhere you want. By the time I had two children and they said, come back to Zimbabwe, I thought twice. Now I have three, I have to think three times. <laughs> because I'm looking at, I need to settle down. Let these kids do their own. You see, and then they'll say, but you can put them in an internet. I say, no, 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 I decided to settle. <laughs> Why? Because I'm reaching that 40 and I want to be settled. Amen. You see, and, 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 and I was talking to an old man and he says, you know, when you are 70 and you've retired, you just want to enjoy life. You don't want responsibility. 
But here God decides to take a 75 year old man and say it is you that I'm going to send out and through you you shall become the father of many nations. I don't have a child but God you are sending me out at 75 it's never too late. And so it's not too late for a new thing. We may have waited for 14 years, but it's not too late for a new thing. We may, the prophecy might have come. You see, there have been several prophecies. We've written some of them down. We've recorded some of them. I've gone over some of them. And they said, you shall own this and you shall own that. And you shall have this and you shall have that. And it may have taken time. I'm going to write to some of those beloveds to say, you know what? What you prophesied in that year when you were standing where you were standing is coming to pass. You see, after years, we could have said that guy is a false prophet if we had not careful, we were not careful. <laughs> you see, some of these brothers that prophesy things that happened later on in life. <laughs> you know, when you have prophesied something, you are praying to say, God, let it come to pass. Because if it does not come to pass, these people will say, I'm a false prophet. Because the next time you stand to prophesy, people will say, what about the one of 10 years ago? <laughs> Church, it's never too late. And God comes to fulfill his, his word. And I won't tell you how long Abraham had to wait even before that son came. But 75, he leaves and goes out. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moriah, of Moriah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abraham and to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. He's a man walking in the wilderness. The Negev is a wilderness. It is a dry place. The Negev is a place which is rocky and stony. It is a place which does not yield anything. And this is where Abraham is walking. Why? Because God says, go out and I'll show you the land that I'm going to give to you. And he's walking into a dry place. <laughs> he's walking into a dry place. If you were to continue reading that chapter 12, it, it tells you that at a certain moment, Abraham, Abraham comes to a place and God shows him, you know, that there's a drought in the land. He goes all the way down to, to Egypt. And then from Egypt, he comes back. And in chapter 13, he's set trying to find a place to settle and his lot and his people are fighting about the wells and, and the water there. Why? Because they are in the middle of the desert. And uh, so uh, the greater he grew, the less the water was able to provide for them. But then something begins to happen. He begins to dig more wells. And his son Isaac follows suit later. He begins to dig also wells. And then when they dig wells, they have water to feed their flocks. And they have an army that they are able to look after right in the midst of the desert. I, I will not go deeper into that, but I just want you to understand a few points here today, tonight. Number one is that a new thing is started by God himself. 
It is God who starts a new thing. It is him who initiates the new thing in your life that must be. And whatever agitation sometimes you may feel, you may need to be sensitive to realize that is it not God pushing me to show me that it is time for something new. God is the initiator of the, of the new thing. The new thing we are talking about right now, God is in control. He is in charge. Amen. He is in charge. It may look like it is just man who has given up on a place, but God is in control. Amen. He is the initiator of all things. He is the one who said to Abraham, Abraham, stand up, get out of the place where you are. It is him who has said, behold, I do a new thing. It is God who starts it. He says, will you not see what I'm doing? He is the initiator of, of all new things. He starts, and when he starts, it is important that you key in to what he started amen every phase in your life he works in seasons and in cycles it is important to key into the season into the cycle of God don't miss the moment when God starts a new thing and in this particular moment this is the time where God is starting a new thing you see there was a man who who's called his name is Jacob Jacob was running away from his brother, going to his uncle Laban. On the way, Jacob has to rest at night, and he sleeps down and lies on a stone. And while he is lying there with a stone for a pillow, he begins to get a revelation of something heavenly, the angels going up and coming down. And when he wakes up, he suddenly says, Oh, God was in this place, but I did not know it. I've just missed a moment with God. He just missed a moment where God was beginning to do a new thing with him. So the next time he came back to Bethel, he made sure that he was not missing God again. Hallelujah. And when, remember at that time when he was at Peniel and the angel came to him and he was fighting with the angel. The Bible says he wrestled with the angel of God all night long. And when the angel was about to go, this time he said, I'm not going to dream you going up and coming down. I will not let you go until you bless me. He had caught the lesson. Don't miss the moment of your visitation. And this is a moment of visitation. It is God who initiates every new thing. Number two, embracing new things requires an act of our will. There is a part that you must play. It, it involves an act of our will, of, our, of, of, of a decision from you. There is a decision that you must make. So when God says to Abraham, to Abram, I need to get that name right. He says, Abram, get out from the place where you are and go to a place where I will show you. The Bible says in verse 4 of Genesis chapter 12, Abram got up and went. And he went to a place where he did not even know. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us more precisely that you see he believed God got up and went to a place which he didn't even know where exactly and if you read this the Bible says he went and got into Canaan and he arrived there there where it was in Canaan somewhere. And then when he's there, the body, he starts to move and there's Bethel here, there's Ai there. And then suddenly he's going down to the Negev. Why? Because God has said, I will show you the place. You get up and go. And the part that he had to play, his will was to obey God and follow God, was to trust God. His will was to key into what God was saying. Take the word of God and begin to move on the basis of that word. A new thing means you're going to take a step. There's a will that has to be engaged. 
like Peter who was on the boat with Jesus. And when Jesus says to Peter, now Peter, push your boat into, into a, a little further. Throw your net on the other side. Peter had to engage his will to do that. He didn't want to do it because he said, logically, it's not the time for fishing. And I'm an experienced fisherman. I'm older than you at fishing. So I don't want to do that, but because you have said so, there is a will that is engaged to key into the word of God. When God has a word, he will change situation. Things, you see, the God's word is full of things. God's word is full of things. Things that happen. Things that become tangible. And so you need to key in to the word of God. There's an element of your will that must move at the word of God. Don't miss what God is saying. Don't assume, don't work on assumptions, but key in to what God is saying. Take time to focus and to perceive the new thing that he's doing. In Isaiah 43, he says, shall you not perceive it? He says, see, shall you not perceive it? So there is a time where your will needs to connect and key in and say, yes, this is the thing that God is saying, that God is moving me to do, and you rise up and you do it. Number three, be ready to leave your comfort zone. We've already been told that by, by, by one of, the, one of the, the leaders tonight, that you need to be ready to come out of your comfort zone. You see, the past, like I told you, the past is comfortable. You see, it's, it's much easier to keep to your old computer than get a new one. Because your old computer, you now know where everything is. By the time they give you a computer with Windows 365 and they are telling you save it all on OneDrive or Google Drive, wherever, it's more difficult. You are used to a hard disk or some of you want diskette which you push in and plug out. Now your laptops don't come even with a disk player. And you say, now what am I going to do? Where do I burn? You don't need to burn anymore. Keep it in the cloud. You know, it's much easier to stay with the old. So I was challenging some, somebody to say, print this for me. Say, ah, you know, I, 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 I'm not so good. And I didn't ask you if you were good or not. I just said, try it. The reason why we will not try is because it's easier not to try because the past is comfortable. But we need to come out of our comfort zones. Come out of our comfort zone. Like one of the comfort zones we were used to. We're so used to sleeping so long in the morning. And when we move the service to the morning on Sunday, you can't sleep so long anymore. So you have to get out of your comfort zone. You hear what I'm saying, church? We're so used to now, you know, we can, we can sleep until 11, past 11. No, now you can only sleep until 11, past 6, and then you wake up and come to church. Why you have to come out of your comfort zone if you want something good? And what is the good thing? You will get a whole Sunday afternoon to do other things. Hallelujah. You see, you need to get out of your comfort zone in order to achieve greater things. You see, if they say there is a promotion, it means you need to take up more responsibility. Promotion does not mean less. It means more. When you are being blessed, I told you earlier on in the year that the blessing is as much work as the sowing. And when you thought that, okay, sowing is hard. Uh, wait until they give you your master's certificate. When you go home, people will be expecting, now we need to see you change your position. You can't continue in this one. Why? Because you now have a master's certificate. You have sowed, now you must reap. God, yeah, I'm married. Now you realize you have to look after the wife. When you have, you know, you, 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 it, it, it's hard. It's hard work to get out of the old and come into the new. But you need to get out of the comfort zone. Yeah? 
See, I was laughing at my brother when he came back and says, Pastor, the exam didn't go well. You know, so I, I, I laughed at him because I, I reminded him of what my mother did to me one time. I failed an exam, you know, the exam where you go to write your theory for, for driving. And she laughed and said, this is not mathematics. And so when he came back and he was saying the exam didn't go well, I laughed at him because I remembered what my, and, 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 and he says, but you know what, I'm going to study again. I say, yeah, now he's getting out of the comfort zone in order to achieve that which must be achieved. And the day you got your driver's license, what was the next thing? Florence needs a car to ride in. Yeah? You see, and, and it comes up like that. It's, it's you, 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 whenever you get a promotion, it comes with more responsibility. If you're going to go higher, it comes with more responsibility. So you need to get out of your comfort zone. It means you must work more. To whom much is given, much is also expected. You see, the guy who was given five talents, you said, no, before you say, but how come he has five? When he was given five talents, it meant he had to manage five. The guy who, has, who had to manage, who has given only one, only had one to manage, and he failed even to manage that one. The other guy had to manage five. And you know what the Bible says? It says to the one who is faithful in the things that he has, much more will be given to him. It means more responsibility. I love the blessing, but I understand that the blessing comes with work. The blessing comes with work. So you need to get out of the comfort. You see, when, 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 when they said we are going to give you this responsibility and you need to manage that team and do all the other things that you have been doing, you see, it meant that it, for me, it meant that I needed to sleep one hour less. Because now, I have not only to take care of myself, I have to take care of others in the team. When they said, ah, you now you are not only going to have to look after AGP, but please also look after Anem. It means sometimes I have to be thinking I need to go to Anem. And after Anem, I come back here. When they said, ah, oh, you're going to make you SOD coordinator, I said, ah, but why are you giving me this? Because you've done well with your own. Now we make you coordinator. What does coordinator mean? You have to look after all the five centers in, in the Netherlands. So it means I have to now make time to go there and also be at football with my child. How am I going to do it? You see, responsibility comes when you are going higher. But we must not be afraid to go higher. Hallelujah. The reason why we have a few people going higher is because it's only a few that are ready to get out of their comfort zone. But I'm praying that you will be the one that gets out of the comfort zone to achieve the great things that God has in store for us, to experience the new thing that God has in store for you. Abraham got out of Haran and went into Canaan, went into a foreign land. He didn't even know what was there, but he went up to the place. Abraham rose up, left his people, and went into a place where there was no one. You see, sometimes I say, Abraham, why did you have to take Lot? Because Lot caused him problems later. Why did you have to take Lot? But you see, when I think about the fact that he was leaving his people, it's sometimes easy to say, Gilbert, go with me. Come with me. At least I have you. But God has said, get, get out, leave your people, leave your king's people. And he says, well, okay, Lord, I leave my father, but I go with. But, but, but get out of the comfort zone. It takes a decision to leave the things which are from behind. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 9 says, by faith. 
by faith Abraham, when, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger. So you live a place where you are well known. It's not like Ab Ab Abraham had nothing. The Bible says when he left, he took his people that he had acquired. The animals that he had acquired. He had acquired animals and people. And he had to take them with him. And Lot as well. And he went. And you see, when he, he was going to go into a place where he was going to live like a stranger. And in a foreign country, he lived in tents. See, so he leaves his house and goes to live in a tent. I challenged my wife the other day and I said, we can sell our house to buy, a, to buy the Vredo host. And he said, sell which one? <laughs> Abraham lived in tents in order to obey God. You remember Bishop Manjore was, always tells a story, or rather ma, 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 his, his wife. She always told us a story to say when people see her children running around and doing whatever they do in church, and people say, why are your church your children doing this? Why? She says, leave them. They had to sleep in the church because we had sold our house to pay for this building. They sacrificed the comfort of their children, lived in the church with their children. So he says, let them run around and preach and scream and do whatever they do. And you know what? All of them are pastors. And, and, and the, 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 young, the youngest one, the youngest one, he's, he's changed the whole building. He came back from the U.S., changed the whole building. It looks like um, it's amazing what he's done. And why? He says, because this is my home. Grew up in this place. <laughs> And so let me do whatever I will do for the Lord in this place. Why? Because we lived in tents where we could have lived in a house. Daddy sold the house to pay for this place. Daddy forgave, for, for went many things. And we also had to forgo many things so that we could be here. You know, and this living the comfort zone. And now, and now, God has blessed them. And in, has increased them. Given them Things that you, you would never imagine. And they tell you, you know, we know God is faithful. And when people see you see them now, they say, ah, these rich pastor's children. No, they had to live in the, in the church at one time. It was sacrificing the comfort zone to achieve the purpose of God. What are you willing to sacrifice to achieve the purpose of God? Can you leave the comfort zone? Can you leave the familiar and move to the greater? Number four, a new thing will challenge your capability to the limit. <laughs> we will be challenged to the limit. See, and here I am reminded of Moses. Exodus chapter 3 verse 11. Moses is being sent by God to go and talk to Pharaoh. And Moses is thinking, I ran away from Pharaoh. And you are now sending me back to Pharaoh. It's a challenge. I, I'm, I'm comfortable here. I'm looking after sheep here. I'm treated well here. And you are sending me back into the lion's mouth. I don't know, is this, is this how you read the Bible? Sometimes you just think God sent Moses to Pharaoh. You know, it's not just any Pharaoh. It's not just any other king. It was Pharaoh who wanted his head for killing an Egyptian. God, you know I could be arrested the moment I step in there, but God says I'm sending you anyway. 
You see, when God started to give excuses, say, ah, Lord, you know, I, I stammer. You know, I'm not very good at speaking. It, 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 this could have been some of the reasons. Lord, I cannot go back into the hands of somebody I ran away from. It, it is like, you know, the other day I was challenging I was challenging one brother. We had said, you know, Pastor, I want to thank God. Because when the police came, I jumped from one balcony to that and said, how can you be thanking God for jumping from one balcony when running away from the police? And, 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 and I was thinking, it is like telling that brother now to say, please go and report your case that you, when his passport was stolen. He then kept, my passport has been stolen. And I was thinking now, I can't tell you to go and report that to the police because your testimony is running away from them. <laughs> but you know, now go and, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Moses, uh, Moses is running away from the police. And now God is saying, go and talk to the police. <laughs> go and tell the police to let the prisoner out. And you yourself must be in that prison. <laughs> That's the challenge that God has put. Challenges you to the limit. A 75-year-old man who's supposed to be settling and enjoying his retirement is now told, now get up and go and start working. Some of you are only 30 and are looking forward to retirement at 65. And you never, God might. <laughs> it will challenge you to the limit. There will be, it, it will seem like, you know, when I, when I was told, so, you know, let me tell you this. So, and then, so the, the, the man who I was talking to said, when you come, please come with a lot of money. I know it needs a lot of money to buy a building. I bought a house. It cost me a lot of money. Sometimes I look at, at, at the bill I have to pay and I think, it's just that when I walk into that house, I'm so, I feel so good. So I, so I know it costs a lot of money. So I said, how much are you talking about? And he says, no less than half a million. <laughs> and then I looked at my budget. And I said, my budget is not even 100K. And this man is talking about half a million. And then another one says, yeah, it can go up to 700 so five to seven hundred. Anyway, in between there. <laughs> so I just laughed because I knew that God is stretching us to the limit. And we will go to the limit in the name of Jesus. It can be done because God will, will do it. He says, I will give feeding to the beasts of the field. I will provide water in the desert that even the jackals and the owls Ah, they didn't catch that one, you know. So I know. And, and, and the man said, oh, and besides, you are from Nigeria, you people. So there's a lot of oil. I said, if we have to take it with oil, we'll br bring the oil here. So who is from the Niger Delta? Please go get the barrels. We'll need some barrels to settle this one. And God will cause it to flow. And you will be part of it. Because we'll get out of our comfort zone. So when you were used to giving two euro, you now, now, now start thinking about 2,000. And I don't get amens. Amen. <laughs> Owning something comes with responsibility. Why do you think they are selling? Because they can't afford. <laughs> Reality check. They are selling because they can't afford. Even the one in the center, they've given it to another organization to manage it for them. And then they will start paying rent. Why? Because they can't afford. Before they were 12,000. 
Now there are less than 200. You can't afford a monument. Reality check comes with responsibility. So as much as I'm excited, I know we have to get out of our comfort zone. You might have to go without an extra shoe. Yeah. So honey, you might as well buy many handbags while you can. Number five. Number five, and then I need to, I need to close this. I'm not going to minister to anyone because the Holy Spirit is ministered already. Let me just explain myself. You see, what just happened before I came up here was an individual connection with the Holy Spirit. So I hope and trust that you connected. So number five. Number five is that a new thing, a new thing, God will give you favor and authority that is necessary to accomplish what he's calling you to do. Favor, favor. This is, my def this is the definition of favor here tonight. Favor is a special treasure that God gives to pave the way to finish the task. Favor is a special treasure that God gives you to finish the task. So whatever task that God is going to give to you, there is favor to finish it. There is favor to go all the way. Like God favored Esther or God favored the children of Israel when they left Egypt. You see, there is a favor that God gives as you go out. There is a favor for you in the name of Jesus. I speak and declare that God will cause all things to work together for your good. In the name of Jesus, there is a favor. 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 And there's a favor. There's a favor. In the name of Jesus, there's a favor. There's a favor. There's a favor. There's a favor. You will complete the task. It will not be done half-heartedly. It will not just be a little bit. There is a favor. There is a favor. There is a favor in the name of Jesus. There is a, an ability to complete the task. There is a grace to go all the way. There is an unmerited grace. Uh, there is a mercy in the name of Jesus. His mercy will be new for you when you rise up in the morning. There is more than enough mercy to get you through. There is a favor. There is a favor. There is a favor. There is a favor. Where men would have overlooked you, there is a favor in the name of Jesus. I declare favor over your life. I declare favor where they would not have considered you. I declare favor. Where your name would have spoken against you, I declare favor. Where your name, your image would have spoken against you, I declare favor. In the name of Jesus, where your history, where your pastor could have been against you, could have stood in the way, I declare favor. In the name of Jesus, I speak favor. I speak favor. I speak favor. Where men would not have thought of you, I declare favor tonight. I declare favor tonight. I declare favor tonight where they would have left you aside, walked over you, trashed you aside. I declare favor in the name of Jesus. I release the favor of God. I release the favor of God. I release the favor, the grace of God to finish the task. You will complete it in the name of Jesus. You will complete it. Favor is, is God's grace for you to do it. And, and God gave Moses favor in the name that he said and, 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 and authority which he went with. And so when Moses went back and they were asking you, who sent you? He said, who, 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 what did he say? He says, I am that I am has sent me. Who, whoever he is, whatever he is, that one has sent me. 
I am that I am. I am that I am. He has sent me. He has given me favor. So whatever I will need from you, I am that I am will make sure that I get it from you. His name is favor. So favor will make sure I get it from you. His name is mighty. So if it is might that you need to be overwhelmed with, he will overwhelm you with his might because his name is favor. His name is Jireh. So Jireh will provide my every need. His name is Rapha. So Rafa will be there for me. I am that I am will be with me. He is my favor. His name is favor. And, and so God gives Moses that favor and the authority that comes with his name. And you know, the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? He causes all things to work together for our good. For the good of those that are called according to his purpose. Those that walk after him. So there is favor. Be rest assured there is favor. There is favor. Verse, I mean chapter, not chapter, number six. Point number six. As you embrace and receive the call of God to do a new thing in your life, he will give you the strategy necessary for the job. See, God will always give you a strategy. God will give you a strategy for whatever you need to do. So you, need, you can depend on God. God will give you the strategy. You can depend on him. You can depend on him. He, he will give you the strategy. He, he will give you the way to do it. He will show you the way out. Why? Because he says, I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make a way where there is no way. That's what he said in Isaiah. So he has a strategy. He has a way. God will not just say go without knowing where you are going. He knows where you must end up. And if you can follow him, he will lead you there. He will bring you there. And eventually, see, God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, now lift up your eyes and look all around you. To the north, to the south. It is this land that I am giving you. It is this land that is an inheritance for you. When he was there, you see, Abraham had walked all the, just following God, putting altar there, altar there, until at place where he stopped and said, now I want you to stand and look around. This is Genesis chapter 13. Look around and see what is, be, what is around you. This is the place I'm giving to you. This is the place I'm giving to you. And, and, and so God has a way. God has a way. You see, he tells Joseph, and says, Joseph, this is the dream of, the, of Pharaoh. When Joseph tells Pharaoh the dream, apparently God has also told Joseph what must be done. So Pharaoh says to Joseph, what else can I say? Can you lead the strategy that God has told you about how to save Egypt? And Joseph just does what God has told him to do. God has a way, has a strategy. He has a way to help you through. So do not worry about the new thing. It is new, yes. So it may overwhelm you because it is new, but God has a way. Tell your neighbor, God has a way. And number seven, be assured that God has a plan already in mind to finance his new move. I will talk about this on another day. But listen to this. He says, forget not the former things. Forget the former things, sorry. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. 
See, I'm doing a new thing. I'll speak about the sea on another day. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Why does he provide streams? Because the water provides it provides moisture for the things to grow. When God makes well springs in the desert, trees begin to grow. It is called an oasis in the end. And an oasis is a place where people eventually come and find food and shelter and are able to live there. Why? And it is because God has put water in a place. So he says, where it is a wasteland, you see, when you start a new thing, it often requires new resources. But God has those resources ready for you. All you need to do is allow the streams to flow into your life. And I know you are launching out into a new thing. So rise with me right now. Rise with me right now. You need to be, in order to receive of the new things of God, you need to key into the Lord by faith. God is a practical God. He supplied the fish with the coin in the mouth to pay the disciples' tax. He provided manna when they needed manna. He provided water from a rock when they needed water. God opened the Red Sea when they needed to cross the Red Sea. Parted the Jordan River when they needed to part. God sent ravens to feed Elijah. Elijah. He makes a way. He has a provision. He has a provision. He knows how to provide. He knows how to make you succeed into, in a new place. He knows how to make you succeed in the new thing. And I just want you to make a prayer before we take partake of the communion today. To say, Lord Jesus, launch me. Help me to take hold of that new thing. Help me, Lord, to take hold of that new thing. Whatever new beginning that you want me to, 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 to start, that is that you have predestined for me right now. God, make me, help me to take hold of it in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, to get out of my comfort zone. If it is about getting out of the place of your comfort, help me, Lord, to get out of the comfort zone. Help me, Lord, to get out of the place where I am stuck, Lord, and to get into the place, oh God, where I need to be in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, help me to take a step of faith. Help me to take a step of faith. In the name of Jesus, help me to take a step of faith. Help me to take a step of faith. My God, help me to take a step of faith, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Mandara Baba Baba, Rika Baba Baba Busendi Libika Yandara Basandara Rabata, Riba Baba Baka Sata Larabu Sete Terebeka, Riamunundurubu Shikandiriarabasandara Rabata, Riamunundurubu Shikindarabakundaraba Kundaraba Sandalabaha. In the name of Jesus, Father, help me, Lord, to take a step of faith. In the name of Jesus, reject every fear, reject any fear, reject any fear. In the name of Jesus, 
does reject any fear. Makale paratama sandarabaka haya. Inderebeka sandarabasandariabaha. Pray and say, Father, I let go of the past. Past successes and past failures. I let go of everything so that I can experience a new beginning. So that I can experience a new beginning. In the name of Jesus. Marebeka nandarabashaka. Oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Mirabala rabababusha. I let go of the past, past pains, things that have pained in the past. My Lord, things that have caused me to struggle in the past. I let go, my God, Jehovah God, and I reach out to the new. I reach out to a new beginning, to my restoration. My God, in the name of Jesus, I reach out, I reach out, I reach out, I reach out, I reach out to the new. I reach out to the new. In the Rebecca Sandala Rabakataya, Reba. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Jehovah my God, pray and say, Father, favor me. Ah, pray for favor. Say, Father, favor me. Father, favor me. Lord, favor me. Father, my God, in the name of Jesus, favor me, O God. Favor me in the new beginning. Favor me in the new thing. Favor me for new beginnings. Oh, favor me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Favor me, O my Lord and my God. In the name of Jesus, my God. In the name of Jesus, favor me, O God. Favor me, O God. Favor me, O Lord. In the Rabaka Nanda Rabasa. Riba babo sakande rebeka. Riba babo sakanda rabaka. Riba bo shekerereba. In the name of Jesus. I pray for your favor, Lord. I pray for your favor, Lord. In the katanda rabosa, rike belenda rabashanda rabakaha. My God, amande reboko soto loboshe. Era balanda rabashanda rabatanda. We choose to follow you. 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 In the name of Jesus, we choose to follow you. To go where you want us to go. To launch out where you want us to launch out. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we choose to follow you. Lord, we choose to go ahead with you, my God. Oh God, I step out, oh Lord, and walk with you, my Lord and my Father, in the name of Jesus, for the promise that you have for us, for the promise that you have for us, for the blessing of the season, for the blessing of the season. Jehovah, we take authority, oh Lord, my God, of all things around us, oh Lord, that Father, we may take possession of the things you have promised, of the things you have 
have promised us, O God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Jehovah, Makala Baba Basanda, Rikebelende Rebe Konanda Raba Shikere Rebeka, Raba Baba Boko Sondolo Boshire Rebeka, Rika Babo Sandaraba Konande Rebeka, Inderebeko Sandaraba Baba Baba Sande Rebeka, in the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, Marebolondo Robo Shikandarabo Sendere Kata, Rikenenderebe Konondorobo Shekandaraba Sanda, Rienenderebe Konandarabo Shekendaraboha, Mandakatarabo Shekenderebe Kataya Rabashanda, Inderebeko Sondorobo Shikandarabataya, Makandeke Terebo Shendarabakaya, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray. Erebo Sandarabataya. Job 22, verse, verse 28, says, Thou shalt, be de shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. And in in thy light shall shine upon, the, upon your path. His light shall shine upon your path. I want you to declare something in your life. I, I declare something in your life. Declare and say, God, let something new happen in my life. Just make that declaration. You, maybe you already know what must happen. Maybe you already know that next stage. Maybe God has already told you what that next stage is uh, just declare to say lord i will succeed in it in the name of jesus uh, i will succeed in the next thing i will succeed in this next step in the name of jesus maybe it is about finishing off stage one to go to stage two just make a declaration tonight thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee it will be established to you just declare it just declare it just declare it declare it it shall be well it, it shall be well in the name of Jesus. God says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. They shall eat the fruit of their labor. Declare it right now. Declare it right now. Declare it right now. It shall be well with my family. It shall be well with my children. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that, Father, we will possess this place. Jehovah, my God, Lord, my Father, you will make a way for us to possess this place. I decree in the name of Jesus that God Almighty, favor is on our side. Your favor is our portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, thank you, Lord God. You will make a way for your people. You will make a way for your children. You will make a way for your people. You will make a way for your children. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God, my Father and my God, in the name of Jesus, makando poko sotopa, reboko tabaka I decree in the name of the Lord Jesus success in all that your children are doing. I decree success in their thesis, success in their masters, success in their PhDs. I decree success in their workplaces, success in their businesses. I decree success in their homes, success in their, for their children. I decree, O oh God, and I declare victory for them, Lord. In the name I declare health and peace and joy in the name of Jesus. I declare, Father, wellness, wholeness, well-being in the name of Jesus. I declare, God, that Jehovah, you will give your people peace.
peace and quiet, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, they will reach their destiny. They will reach their destiny. They will reach their destiny. They will achieve, oh God, and accomplish that which must be achieved in their lives. Jehovah, they will go to the top. They will not be at the bottom. They will be in front. They will not be behind. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that it is well with them. In the name of Jesus, they will be fruitful. They will be fruitful. They will be fruitful. They will prosper. They will be fruitful. In the name of Jesus, fruitful in the city, fruitful in the countryside, blessed in the city, blessed in the countryside. By them, Lord, the nation shall be blessed. This city shall be blessed. This town shall be blessed by reason of their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, I pray, by reason of their lives, their neighborhood shall be blessed. Their corridor shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus, their classmates shall be blessed by reason of them, Lord. Their workmates shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that a blessing will be upon these and it shall accrue into the city. It shall pour out into the nation, into the church, O oh God. The church will be revived and the church will be a blessing in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for this day. I decree that it is well with your people. And thank you for the new thing that you are doing. Oh, God, thank you that our eyes are opening to see it. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, that our eyes are opening to see it. Father, those that were not yet perceiving, Father, thank you that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you bring, it to un bring them to understanding that which you are doing. What no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Thank you that you reveal it right now in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord Jehovah, for power and favor and grace and authority. We connect to you in Jesus' name. Do mighty things, O God. We also make a declaration for this place. And thank you, Jesus, for your provision. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for bringing your prophetic word to pass. We stand upon it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We declare and decree your favor. Your favor unto us, O God, concerning this place. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray, O oh God, today, thanking you that God, upon the cross you died for us. And you say, Lord, we should remember you. We should remember that which you did for us. And when your body was broken, your body was hung up, thank you that it was for our sins to be forgiven. And for us, Lord, to be connected with you. For us to be made whole. And so I thank you for this bread that stands as your body. I pray, God, that as we will eat of it, Lord God Almighty, we do this in remembrance of you. May it bring healing, and Father, may it launch us into a new thing. In the name of Jesus.